0: Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm
1: baritone Zachary Nelson, and you're listening to the CVH podcast, the realist, most unadulterated classical podcast.
0: Namaste. This is international opera star Brandon Jovanovich, and this is Isabel Leonard.
1: This is Matthew Polantani. This is
0: Christine Gerke. This is Tara Arock.
1: Hi, this is Lucas Meacham. This
0: is soprano Angel Blue. This is Susan Graham. This is Daniela Mack.
1: This is Solomon Howard.
0: Famous mezzo-soprano Jamie Barton. This
1: is Matthew Rose. This is Dave Crawford. Sasha Cook. This is Joseph Kalea.
0: This is F. Paul Driscoll, Editor-in-Chief of Opera News. This is Renee Barbera.
1: This is Alex Schrader. This is Morris Robinson. This is Kate
0: Lindsay. Brenda Ray. This is Charlie Castronovo. This is Joyce Elkoury. This is Jennifer Larmore. This is Michelle. This is Scott Connor. This is baritone Mike Caballeri. Arturo Chacon Cruz. This is Scott Scully This is Brian Griffin. This is Paula Murray. This is Ed Parks. This is Yusuf Avazov. This is Lise Lindstrom. This is composer Jack Kaiser. This is Eileen Perez.
1: This is Elsa Vanden Aloha. This is international
0: baritone Quinn Kelsey. This is Colter Van Horn, and you're listening to My Papa on the CVH Podcast. Yes.
1: Oh. oh, I've got good friends. I've got some good friends, boy. That's what we did during pandemic. I made people record things for me. Uh, Thursday, December fifteenth. Good evening. I'm writing from the. E- I'm I'm uh, podcasting from the from the dark. I don't do this in the evening. <laughs> I do it in the morning when I'm fresh and there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing between me and this. Uh, but it's it's um yeah, it's time for one. I felt like it anyway. You know, I was thinking about it, and I and I played that intro for a reason. In that, um, uh, this family of friends on the road has become very important. Um, I I I don't know. I I feel sorry for the people that aren't jumping in, um with their with their road crew because I'm uh, I, I've been I've been shown acts of kindness in the last um um well a week and a half two weeks really well, all the time but but more so recently from some great friends who just took the time to check in uh that's that's been vitally important it really doesn't take much to check in on somebody uh i wish i was better at it i i i need to be better at it i think we all should uh how simple it is to just say hey man how you doing all right everything good need anything can i do anything for you want to want to hang out you know there's there's just an an element of of um people around me that um that I'm very fortunate to have because look this is this is the uh this is the life I live on the road my family is somewhere else and um and and it's it's hard to stay connected there as much as I would like you know everybody's on their own schedule we got school we got all sorts of stuff going on and and it's not always easy to to um connect and and so um you know you don't if you have to live away from your family, as as me and all of my friends do, uh, it's good that we have each other. And and um, you know this this whole thing, it's very easy for us to get into the mindset of why do I do this? <laughs> Probably once every two weeks or so, I go what What am I doing? Why do I do this again? <laughs> if you're ever wondering why singers are crazy, it's because they're just they're living they're vagabonds uh we're living in somebody else's house sleeping in somebody else's bed and and um just trying to just trying to be awesome every night <laughs> uh there's there's a, a a tremendous amount of sacrifice and i'm you know it's not woe is me at all i'm not saying woe is me i'm, I'm i know i know that i sing songs for a living and how how uh rare and lucky that is i'm not i'm not complaining about my job i love my job it's a it's a joy and shame on me if i don't do it uh but but it has a price and the and the price often is is a bit of loneliness and um uh you know i've just had some some magic people show up and and uh and and make that better and i'm really thankful for it it's um we got to look out for each other out here <laughs> cuz the new york times isn't <laughs> looking out for us <laughs> uh the met cyber attack seems to be over that was uh 10 days of of pretty wackiness and i'm I'm not sure it's, it's totally clear but at the very least they can sell tickets again uh from what i understood uh the house was was um sparse last night and i'm constantly obsessed with how the house is doing what a what a funny thing to now be invested in i think i think there's an administrator in me somewhere i'm not going to do that but it's it, it's somewhere lurking where i feel like I I could get into the the that side of the business. I'm not I'm not going to do it. Just there's something there's a small businessman inside of me that thinks I, that I could enjoy that. But like I said, not doing it. But um, yeah. There's just uh, a little thing that makes me think. Boy, that that's a that's a heavy thing to have happen. I mean, cyber attack the Met and get into the system and shut it down. You know, like to what end? I mean did you hold the place ransom what i mean what kind of ransom money could you really get out of a non profit i mean ultimately, okay, we've got access to some some i i don't know I really don't know i don't think, i don't think the med just has some discretionary money that's laying around to pay off uh ransoms uh, uh but I honestly don't know that that's what it was. I don't know if somebody just shut it down and and had a good laugh or they shut it down and held it hostage or i, I, I nobody knows the details i, I we'll probably never know the details but uh, it sure caused some havoc, that is certain. ID cards weren't even working at the door. It was like, <laughs> it was like total shutdown. Oh, and just reminded us so quickly how ad- addicted and um, reliant we are on the computer systems that we live on. I mean, you know, if everything was just like one plug and somebody just pulled that plug, we wouldn't know what, what the leg to stand on. I was watching a video earlier uh, I get sucked into YouTube like everybody, right? You go there looking for one thing and then YouTube tells you what you actually want to look at. And so I found myself staring at a silent movie uh, from the 1970s and it was a um, it was clearly, I mean this incredible you know film quality movie. It wasn't a movie, but it was a you know film quality camera or a movie quality camera um, just on the back of a truck going through the streets of Manhattan in the 1970s it was sort of vaguely 70s. And, I mean, it's really, I mean, it's something to see. I love to look at the cars. I love to look at the filth. I love to look at the clothes. You know, like, all of that stuff is a is a great, fun time stamp. But then they kind of went past a building that was uh, not a building but a, a, you know, a construction site where a building had been torn down. It was covered by a fence, and it was clear that there were some guys working in there. And it, it just dawned on me, like, what did they do back then when somebody didn't show up for work, right? <laughs> there was no text, there was no, hey, I'm running late. I mean, if you were just running late, you were you, unless you stopped to find a phone to, to call somebody, there wasn't a whole lot of communication. I mean, I guess the boss would call home and say, are they there? And then that would be, <laughs> that would kind of be the end of the mystery. Uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to progress any further. This idea that we're like, would be out of communication. I, I dare any one of you to leave your house without your cell phone. I just I dare you. Do it. Do it for 3 hours. See if you can do it. See if you can do it for 30 minutes. You get itchy. It's a weird thing. We are we are officially part cyborg. Like this computer is out at the end of our arm and it's got all the information ever. Everything that was ever written about, spoken about, argued about is all right there in your hand. It's all in your hand. It's absurd. It really is absurd. And I I like it. I like technology. I get on board. You know, I was walking around Manhattan with the map today, making sure I made the right turns. I was traipsing all over the place. I went to, um, I went to a couple places running around, just like doing some Christmas stuff, some shopping and ended up on canal street. I'm having a little dinner party and I, and I needed some, um, like serving dishes. So I went to canal street because you know, those Chinese trading companies are giving it away. They, (laughs) I don't know how they do it, but they're giving it away. And, uh, I went down there and I walked in, and it might as well have been 1970. There was there was nothing modern about this place whatsoever. Uh, needless to say, I couldn't tap to pay. <laughs> but I did get four beautiful dishes for like six bucks total. <laughs> but um, I noticed something, and I want to talk about it. <laughs> and if I uh, wind up dead, uh, you know, I enjoyed a lot of this. <laughs> Um, there are these fruit guys, fruit and vegetable guys, every couple blocks. My neighborhood, there's one, one, one and a half blocks away. This thing is open 24 hours. It's open right now. You could go down there. Um, it's like the freshest stuff. You couldn't find this stuff in the grocery store. You couldn't go to Whole Foods and get this quality stuff. You really couldn't. And they've got everything, every fruit, exotic fruit. There's papayas and pineapples and, and all sorts of, things and then, um, you know, strawberries and blueberries here in the middle of December and it's all fresh. I don't know how it's so good and they are giving it away. They are absolutely giving it away. It is, <laughs> it's the cheapest deal you'll find in New York and it's cash only. There's no card. There's no <laughs> and the guy kind of eyeballs it. Like you get a bag and you put some stuff in it and you open up the bag and he kind of like, he kind of like eyeballs the number. I swear every time I, I, I walk away with a, with a big shopping bag full, it's like five bucks. And it's everything, it would have cost me 50 in in a Fairway around the corner. Like, th- this is an unbelievable deal, and I don't understand how they do it. Okay, so someone was talking about it with my buddy. And he's like, well, there's no overhead. I'm like, okay, there's no overhead. They're like, yeah, there's no employee. There's just like one guy who just stands there all night. Okay, fine, you've, you've removed a lot of the cost. But I don't even think they could have purchased this wholesale at this cheap a price. What else could this be besides a complete, perfect money laundering system? <laughs> There's no inventory. They don't keep inventory. Nobody's counting apples. Nobody's counting heads of broccoli. And then it's all cash. There's no receipt. There's no there's no record of anything. This is one of the few last bastions in New York of completely criminal activity out in the open. And everybody is stone cool with it. Like, I love the cheap vegetables. They love to <laughs> launder money. The police don't care. The neighborhood definitely doesn't care. We love this place. We'll protect this place. But there's no receipt, there's no inventory. It's just cash. It's just this guy, and he couldn't be happier to help you. Where in New York is somebody just thrilled to help you? It never happens. But this guy is like, "Hey man, how you doing?" And and you know he's pointing out the the cucumbers are fresh over here. You know he's he's cool, and and uh, I'm I've saved a tremendous amount of money by going to this guy, fruit and vegetable guy. And I'm telling you, two a.m. you could walk out there and get a pineapple. (laughs) And he's happy to give it to you. (laughs) The mangoes are good. I go, where's this stuff coming from? I want to talk to him, but I'm I'm afraid if I ask too many questions, somebody's going to start looking at me funny. This is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And they probably pay a mint for the permit just to be on the street corner like that. But I'm sure it's worth it (laughs) with the amount of illegal money just getting laundered right right through that thing. Like I said, if I end up dead, we know what happened. And, and truly, I, I enjoyed so much of this. <laughs> the fruit and vegetable guy is saving my life, but I'm, I'm certain it's a bastion of criminal activity. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Win, win, win. Everybody wins. Somebody loses. <laughs> oh, I guess I've done uh, four IETAs now. I think it's four. The cast has just been rotating. I'm not going to get into it, but, uh, yeah, round and round we go. It's uh, it's just one of those shows, you know. It's one of those shows where you, where you like, had planned um, um, uh, takeovers. Takeovers is the wrong word, but, you know, people who are coming in after a couple of performances and then a new person was coming in. You know, the, the schedule's funny. You never know who's in town for what and why they're here and, and, and uh, the nature of their contract. But um, uh, it's sort of been new faces every night. <laughs> I'm not sure we're done. Oh uh, we go. <laughs> I stay the same and they keep that they keep that ornery horse in there too. This horse is stealing <laughs> he's stealing the scene every time. And of course, last performance, you know, the one just lifted his tail and made a big mess. And you know, <laughs> we can't help it. You know, the triumphal scene we're all just kind of standing there. And so um, you know, the pile is right is right where a lot of people need to walk and, and uh I'm telling you me and my you know I'm over there with the with the bass with the basses uh, the chorus uh, the the basses and the baritones over there on this one piece of set and we're just sort of like watching this pile of horse uh droppings I, I don't know what else to say <laughs> this horse shit on the floor and um and we're just kind of looking at the pile and there's like a couple of guards that come in that bring the the captured uh soldiers and um this guy's like, he's real close, and we just assume he knows that it's there, but <laughs> at the same time, we're not going to not watch him. I mean, we're certainly keeping an eye on him. It's his foot's super close to this pile, and sure enough, sure enough, he lifts his sandal, and he's just wearing a sandal. You know, his toes are exposed, and he really, <laughs> he really squishes into it, and I couldn't help myself. I just went, Yes. <laughs> And I could see a couple of the boys around me, with their shoulders started bouncing, like they heard me say yes. And there was <laughs> some chuckling going on. You think it's all serious on stage? We're actually having a great time. <laughs> we can't wait for the super the for the actor to <laughs> step and shit. <laughs> you know. And then somebody came out in costume and cleaned it up. It's, it's, it's just such an odd thing. Uh, yeah, animals on stage. You know. It's 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 generally a mistake. The audience loves it. It can make for a magical moment, but it's generally a mistake. <laughs> And uh, the, these horses were biting at each other this last one. They kept chomping at each other. And then uh, the handler, you know, I, the handler is clearly a professional, I guess. I guess he knows what he's doing, but he keeps yanking that thing's head. And that doesn't, that doesn't calm it down. Uh, it's not calming it down. I don't know if he's trying to be dominant over it, but it's a little guy. It's not This horse could trample this poor man. He's just a little slight, slight dude. I feel like you got to pet it, you know. You got to pet it, and maybe give it a carrot, and just like calm him down, speaking to his ear, you know, the horse whisperer stuff. Like, just chill him out. <laughs> Every night, the poor king has, to, you know, the king only gets like two good scenes, and um, and and our guy's doing a fantastic job. But he sings this, you know, bulk of what he does with this horse ten feet below him on the stage, and the horse is clopping and neighing and biting and chomping. <laughs> it's making so much noise. oh my god nothing you can do uh, round and round we go we're going to do one more and then a little Christmas break and then uh, back forever I love you for listening episode who cares uh, we're here everybody have a great weekend we'll see you next time bye
2: You can be my full time, baby, hot or cold Don't break me down That's the way my father made his life and heart. Drink all day and we talk till dark. That's the way the road dogs do it, light till dark. Don't leave.